Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Ms. Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And we are here with two very special guests that I'm super excited to have this conversation with. That is Jason and Anne of the Cheat Code podcast. Can we please give them a round of applause? That this was funny. Yes, it's silly. First time I did that, I was like, this is the greatest joke. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, if you are new and this is your first time listening to the Love Hour podcast, we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness and some of our real life issues. And on occasion, we have hello. And on occasion, we have guests. And so I really, really quickly want to um, give kind of backstory on how I found you guys and then allow you guys the opportunity to introduce yourselves to those of our audience who may not know who you are. So um, last year, we were doing doing um, The Bald and the Beautiful with our friends, Angel and Marcus Tinksley. And we were covering Married at First Sight, which is back, a shameless plug. Check out that show because we are quite hysterical. Every time I'm editing that show, I'm like laughing out loud. Yes, that was a plug. You can at me about it. Um, so anyway, we were this the series or the season had ended and we were kind of in this pocket of like, so what are we finna do next? I don't know what to do next. And someone DM'd me or emailed me. I can't remember one of the two. And they were like, yo, you guys should listen to this podcast call or review this podcast called the Cheat Code Podcast. And so I was like, okay. I'm, I'm in for it. Like, let's do it. The problem is that I went in for whatever reason with preconceived notions of what to expect. So if you know anything about me, you know that I, first of all, I love love and relationship stuff. And I really love Esther Perel. She is like one of the top tier, most premier relationship experts in my opinion, insert, it is my opinion here, okay? Because y'all can at me, but that's my opinion, okay? She's like <laughs> phenomenal. So anyway, she always talks about um, how obviously no one wants to go through infidelity in their marriage, but how it actually could be um, the start of like a new relationship for some people it can actually make a relationship stronger. Esther said that? Yes, she has. Obviously, again, it's not what you want to do to have a strong relationship, but it can be a turning point in a relationship. You're going to be a side coochie and bring you back to yourself? Listen, you talking, you spending too much time on this point. So I'll just move on. So anyway, I was thinking to myself as I like, I was like really excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a couple that's going to talk about, again, my preconceived notion. I don't even know why I thought this, but literally in my mind, I just created my own narrative. I just want to pause you real quick and tell y'all when she came on, she said, Kev, it is not what I thought it was. Listen, listen. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is a couple that... He cheated, she cheated, and now they're talking about like the aftermath of cheating and how the relationship is now. This is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> I'm so excited. So I turn it on and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, what happened? So she, so y'all, and not what? When I tell you, I was just like, what? And I ended up texting the group because what happened was at the, when I got the text or the email, I immediately tested, texted the group and was like, yo, we need to review this show. Like, I'm going to listen to it today and let y'all know if like, it's a go. Literally like an hour later, I was like, uh-uh, this ain't it. This is not, no. Literally, not. sex were back to back because we hadn't had a chance. She always listens to podcasts when she's going to get her hair done. 
So we had nobody had a chance to listen. She was like, never mind, disregard. <laughs> it is not what I thought. Go on and listen to uh, in, the office is now on Peacock. Watch that. Listen, I was like, yo, this isn't it. But I couldn't stop listening. So like after uh, it was actually you had gone to take my son to soccer practice. So they were gone like an hour and a half or so. And I was listening to it then, cooking dinner, cleaning up. I was up late. And then I finished it the very next day. And I was just like, I just can't stop. I, I, I had to finish being home. She came. I came home and I could hear you guys' voices. And I was like, I thought you was off that. She was like, Kevin done got good. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept on listening. I, I, I couldn't, she said, I couldn't stop. I couldn't I said stop. I was stopping. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. <laughs> and so I have my own kind of like revelations um, post listening and kind of sitting in it for a little while. Cause if I'm being honest, I judge myself for like listening all the way through and kind of, um, hold on just a second. It's in my backpack. Okay. Sorry, guys, her, her computer about to die. Hold on one second. Um, okay, so I was judging myself and then I kind of had a moment of like self-reflection and thought about it. And I think that there's like really good information that you actually give out. So before we kind of go into that, I kind of wanted to, again, just give that kind of like background because that's also the conversation I had when I talked to Ann and Jason Chad, last year um, about like, this is kind of how I was introduced to you guys. This is kind of like my sequence of emotions. Um, so yeah, I thought that was just really important and wanted to throw that out there but before we kind of get directly into it please introduce yourselves tell us who you are where you're from and then you can immediately kind of go into your story how you guys met the podcast and all of those things okay you want me to start okay. all right so i am andrea also known as ann and i am half of the cheat code podcast okay. that i made with uh, mr jason vivas i am born and raised in new york I am uh, the mother of a wonderful, almost 17-year-old, and oh, wow. I have two bonus daughters with Mr. Vives, um, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then we can talk about how we met <laughs> and how the after, Actually, Jason, after you introduce yourselves, let us take a break really quick. Gotcha. I am Jason Vives. Uh, I am a uh, father of uh, twin girls and one bonus beautiful beautiful 17-year-old, uh, also from Queens, New York, um, <laughs> represent. Um, and we set out to do a podcast to have this conversation that we're having right now with yes, you. Absolutely. I love that. If you listen really, really quickly, if you haven't listened to this podcast, I actually highly recommend that you do. Um, number one, as I was listening, one of the things that you recognize really, really quickly about Ann and Jason is that they are very unapologetic, unapologetically black. They're clearly educated, but they're also a little ratchet. So they say things like, yes, yeah, a lot <laughs> of ratchet answers. They say things like pontificate, but then also will like, low-key curse you out while you're listening and I was just like who it's the balance what <laughs> I was like clearly they're educated but they're also like always down for the shenanigans like I was just I really enjoyed literally it's very entertaining um but the way that they talk to you is quite literally like you're listening to your friend kind of go over their life and their life experiences and I think that's probably the portion of the podcast 
the reason why I kept listening, because it was just like you were talking and just like recalling all of your experiences, which I actually really quite enjoyed. And we all need that friend that can give us the hookup, the insight on whatever it is that we have. I feel like Ann and Jason are probably those people in their circles. And if they're not, I'm here to tell you that honey can be that girlfriend for you. And was that a slide in the DM? Absolutely. Hey, hey, hey. So honey is here to make all of your online shopping. I don't know why. I just got ghetto. I don't know. Who cares? I like her. Missy is here, child. She got Missy. the earrings. She got the head. Missy. Missy is here. Okay. And she's here to tell you about who? Honey. Why? Because we all need to save some money. That's why. So if you're online, doing the online shopping and you're like, yo, what is that code? So I can save like my little percentages or whatever but you can never remember honey is here to be your memories and honey is an extension that you add onto your computer it is completely free it's a free brow browser mm-hmm. extension um, and it automatically scours the internet for promo codes and it applies the best one to fit the items in your cart let me tell you what though i use this to buy melissa valentine's day earrings and the only reason i can say earrings out loud is because what honey does does is save you money what it doesn't do is prevent your wife from opening your mail and open your Valentine's Day <laughs> gift on January 24th. Um, so at least I saved money on the earrings that I got her. I didn't have time to save money on, on packaging or a gift box because the gift was open straight out the box. You know, that was ruined. But at least I saved money on the earrings for Valentine's Day uh, because I, you look, I don't be thinking about applying coupons. No, Honey no. says, Kev, you, you, you search for the earrings, we'll search for the discount. Come on, honey. That sounds like a tag I know. team. Y'all to me. can have that, honey. You know what I'm saying? Let I do my job, they do theirs. Yes. We work together. God gets the increase. Yes. Like it's, a it's a federal crime. She doesn't care because I can't testify against her. <laughs> Hello. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up and missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a very minimal time. Like it says a few seconds, but it takes literally a, a few seconds. All right. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast, the Love Hour podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash love. love. That's joinhoney.com slash love. Valentine's love. Day is coming up around the corner. You know, you need to get yourself in order. So get the free Honey Browser extension, get it on your computer and save you a few dollars. Uh, thanks so much to Honey for sponsoring today's podcast. All right, so tell us a little bit. Okay, thank you. Tell us a little, and I'm calling you Anne like we've talked and known each other forever, girl. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about like your story and then, you know, how you guys met and then why you guys did the podcast. That was kind of a lot, but you know, we can start there. Fill us in. So for those of you who haven't heard the podcast, it is the story of our affair told over 10 episodes. Um, and what that means is we were both married to other people and Kev's face is killing me. We were both married to other Kev, people. Kev clearly hasn't heard the podcast. <laughs> I, I ain't listening. I, I, I had what I call a wife explanation of the podcast. <laughs> All you need is dips and grabs. Say less. Yeah. Um, and so we talk about, and I'll let Jason also add, because we talk about how we met um, as people who were in marriages that we had committed to staying in, that we were kind of less than satisfied or unhappy, but from the both of us, we had committed to staying in these marriages mm-hmm. and kind of how that went to hell in a handbasket in the matter of, <laughs> of uh, four or five months. 
Um, we, when we recorded this in the fall of 2019, we are 10 years removed from all of the events um, that we talk about. So the events we recorded talk, we're kind of covering from the end of 2009 to the fall of 2014. And we oh, wow, I didn't realize it was the, over that long a time period. Yeah, so it, it's, it's over. Took a minute. Like, yeah, it took a minute. Mm -hmm. But so we, the reason we started even thinking about recording it, we wanted to do a podcast where we were just kind of experts on nothing, where we just talked about things that we liked, opinions on different things, pop culture, politics, all the things that we like. And when we met with our producers, they asked us how we met. Um, one of the producers we've known forever, so she already knew our story, but the other two, asked us how we met and we are very, there's a saying where you can't shame me about something I already own. So we are very clear about our story. So we talked about how we met and they were looking at us like, <laughs> that's, they, your that's, that's what you need to talk so about. I hadn't thought about uh, talking about that at all until that moment. Until right. that moment, right. you know, we, we are clear when people ask us how we meet because we are, we try to be honest people about who we are. Um, but that was, did not occur to us. And when we finished telling the story, they were kind of like, we done laid out eight episodes of a podcast for you. Here you go. And so we had to take a minute to think about it. Um, but mm. I think, and, and Jason will back me up on this. We love real conversations mm -hmm. about things that affect everybody, but specifically black people, black couples, that sort of thing. And so when we thought about it, we were like, well, this is exactly what we want to do we want to initiate and facilitate real conversations. And because, you know, we come from a culture of don't talk about it and it'll go away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so that's just not, that's just not what we believe in. So we did it and um, we got a lot back from it. And it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it wasn't an easy thing no. to do. I think um, Melissa, you alluded to this point earlier. We, it, it happened so naturally and casually I think just from a communication standpoint, just because Andrea and I are really, really great friends. Mm -hmm. So the conversation and the communication about what happened with us was really easy it in sounds, that way. It sounds but easy. It was, it was really <laughs> difficult. And you all know you, you do this. It's really difficult to, to be transparent about mm -hmm. something that's mm -hmm. no purpose to you. And to do it in, a, in an honest way. You can fake it. And, and, and make it entertaining and make it all these other things. Yeah. But when, so, when, when you're going through this and you're talking about what you were really thinking at the time, especially you know, in this instance, what, what I was really thinking, what I was really doing, the regrets, how it affected people, the, the, the thoughts going into the entire process and we can get into it, that was hard. Yeah. And it was something that we had to sit before we even did it and figure out, um, okay, we have to be prepared, and we weren't, but at least we had the conversation. <laughs> yeah. right? you know, we have to be prepared for everything that comes that's going to like come gonna get from dragged. this conversation. Going yeah. to get right. <laughs> and what we didn't expect, but what I am most thankful for is your reaction, Melissa, in particular. When you say, I didn't, I hated it. I hated it. I hated the idea of it, but I couldn't stop listening. Mm -hmm. Not from a, a salacious um mm -hmm perspective but from a perspective of it made a lot of people look introspectively and made a lot of people reflect on their own situations and have conversations with their own partners about this thing we had a a, a very good couple 
um, that we're really good with who they had the same, they had the same reaction as you. Um, shameless plug, Black Millennial Marriage, which is yeah. one of our, you know, yeah. our, our favorite. I was going to say it, so I'm happy you did. Yes. <laughs> um, and the even though they hated in the beginning, the first thing they went back and said was, let me ask you about this. <laughs> you cheating on me? You thinking about cheating on me? So... <laughs> Man, they, she, they got called up and called in that day. Like right. they called each other in, like we're gonna have this conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> which is good because they are 10, 12, 15 years younger than us. And I'm like, don't make the mistakes we made. Like sure. if you can right, if you can learn from this, because we are not advocating cheating in any way, shape, or form. In fact, one of the things that we say to each other often is Ooh, that was hard. Like lying and keeping up that facade was hard. I don't ever want to do that again. That's, I'm glad that's I don't too much cheat managing. No I got that phone in a real glad I don't and... cheat no more. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. That was tiring. <laughs> Listen, man, that I, I have that thought often. Like, I don't have I the energy. No. I can't remember what I'm supposed to do. I can't definitely can't remember a lie. <laughs> I'm still working on me and Melissa being like, girl, Kev, we said this and we, you know, we, we got our marital stuff and we act like we didn't know what we knew. I can't, I got a secret person. I got, I'm stressed. I got ulcers, right. hemorrhoids. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, that is a major theme for us. It's like, I don't ever want to go back to that. Right. And whatever we can do to help people never even encounter this situation. And it's real, it's going to happen to people. But our whole point was, getting to know yourself and the real reasons you're getting married in the first place, mm -hmm. um, mm. all of your background trauma and all of your supposed to an obligation and cultural nonsense that even got you to, to the yeah. altar. Y'all need to check that out before you ever get married so that you're not in a situation where you wake up and you're like, I don't even know who I am, much less this person sleeping next right. to me. Let right. me tell you what, <laughs> I, I love that so much because this season of Melissa and I's marriage is called do the work season. And that's like the personal work. And that wasn't a thing we had had been required of us early in marriage. But it, I, I tell people, if you want to stay married 20, 30 years, it's you have to re-evolve, you have to evolve, reevaluate, learn, change, grow, shape, do personal work, adjust all that type of stuff. Like if you're, and I don't mean to like, oh, marriage is hard, but like, you have to really do that type of stuff in order to make your marriage work. And if you don't, you're going to be in a situation where you're unhappy. But that work is going to be even harder if you didn't have, like Melissa and I had a strong foundation of love and friendship and all that stuff. If you don't have the right reasons, all that stuff is going to work. Like, uh, I mean, all that work is going to uncover, well, what the heck did I do that right, for? Right, right. Why did I, why are we even here? You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's really important to do that foundational stuff so that when it gets harder, at least you can go back to like, you know, the foundational part. And and I think that's true. And I think that's true for, for any relationship. It's, it's mm -hmm. not, and it's, and it's, so it's, it's all hard. You know, being unhappy is, is hard too. You right. know, like the, the work is hard to be happy and to be whole and to be healthy, but to not do the work, you're also in a tough situation in a relationship, whether it's your husband or your wife, your son or your daughter, your sister, your mother, your father. If you're not doing the work on that relationship, it's somebody you love, it's somebody you wanna be good with, but you're not doing your part to be good with that person. That is gonna be hard because you're yes. going back to that person and coming back to a bad relationship with that person. And that's hard too. Yeah. 
one of the things, go ahead, Anne, I thought you were going to say something. No, okay. I was going to say one of the things kind of just on this point, I think that could be a, a misconception and we can go there if you like, is that uh, it's really important to understand timeline. So it is really important to understand that this is 10 years removed from the initial kind of circumstances, because when listening to it, it almost could come across really casually. Um, and you guys are able to laugh about it and joke and in your honesty, it almost sounds um, like you didn't care. And yeah. so really this podcast is a self-reflection. It's saying, mm. this is what happened 10 years ago. And I want to be clear going into it. I literally texted and was like, I'm not about to listen to people talk about their escapades, cheating on their spouses. And it's not what you guys are doing though. And I think that's what could be easily kind of misinterpreted from the outside looking in. Like if you don't actually listen to the podcast, you're going to walk away thinking all they're doing is celebrating cheating and infidelity. And I actually think you guys are doing the exact opposite. I think in sharing, um, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I think that in sharing your story and the honesty and the transparency that you give, you almost become, you could almost become a cautionary tale for other couples to like, uh uh, listen, I was unhappy and these are the things I did wrong. And I'm taking those lessons into this relationship, but don't be like me. Like take the, you, you acknowledge the kind of casualties along the way that got you here. And there's um, uh, really quickly, I, of course, I listened to Esther Perel and she was talking about this couple um, that were together. And one of the ladies, uh, it was a, a, a lesbian couple. She cheated on her husband with this lady and she had a hard time celebrating her love for always concentrating on um the the cheating aspect of it and so esther was saying there's two sides to the story and only focusing on one side doesn't allow you to basically to celebrate the other side and i think for you guys the leaning into this happen and still being able to acknowledge through it all i was able to find this is a beautiful thing that's a full story of your you know kind of your sequence of events and i think that's actually really beautiful so i think um the the most important feedback that I wasn't prepared for was what you said, which was you all, Andrew and I seem really casual about this was hard. Oh, this I'm sure it was. Hard. It was as hard as anything that I've ever had to go through. We went through it together because of the circumstance, which is <laughs> interesting. Um, but, you know, deciding to leave a marriage that you had the determine you were going to be in for the rest of your natural life is very hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Having children of that marriage that you have to figure out what the best course of action is, is very, very, very hard. It's a lot of responsibility. And I cried through it. And yeah. it was, there was nothing easy about that. I think the version of Andrea and Jason that telling that story probably couldn't have told this story in 2014 or no. 2015 oh he wouldn't no. have been able to right um it all would have been like a oh my god i can't <laughs> <laughs> i hope he did the right thing i love you. I, I, I tell people all the time and I, I say it a little bit in the podcast but i don't emphasize it i was sitting in the bed at three o'clock in the morning eating a big bowl of apple jacks i was <laughs> Back and forth in the tub, crying. Holding it was your ugly knees, cry, holding my knees. Listen in the tub. to Like it was, it was hard. There were, I, I when I tell you, I wouldn't wish this on any on anyone. Sure. Our exes at the time, they were 
and still are for different reasons, important to us. Mm -hmm. These were people that we committed to that we had known for long periods of time and that we had kids with. Um, both of our circumstances were different, but even in doing this podcast, we had to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. because you are still, we still had to protect their story because their story is not ours to tell, only yeah. ours is. Yeah. Um, and we had to talk to them about what, you know, what was coming. And also it is, you never, my, my, my parents were married for 54 years before my father passed. I did not have a life in which divorce was even an option. Sure. Um, sure. And so when it came to, wow, I'm not really happy in my marriage. How does one navigate this? Well, yeah. unfortunately, generations haven't taught us how to navigate it. They're like, oh yeah, get some marriage counseling. Get the pastor to tell you something right before you get married. Three sessions will do it or cover right. it. And so, <laughs> you know, sessions. you just do it. And but there, there are no tools on how to work out conflicts, right. on knowing yourself, on talking about what you want for your kids, on anything from we take a shower at night. Well, in my house, we take a shower in the morning. Well, in right. this house, we do it both. And whose who's values are more important? Sure. And when you have a kid, that comes out big time. Like who's, yeah. who's, who was raised better, for, for lack of a better word. Right. Um, there's money, there's all these things, and we're never taught how to actually deal with any of that. We're taught how to stay together. Pretty We're much. not necessarily Ignore taught things. how to be yes. happy and healthy. And stay together. That personally so good. wasn't necessarily modeled. Yes. You know, and, and they'll tell you to pray. They, well, what does that mean? Sure. <laughs> That's There's an important that. distinction. You're just taught to stay together and stick it out, but yes. not necessarily how to work the through tools. it. Right. Like, yeah, we just don't get divorced around here. Well, right. what do we do? We don't get divorced. No, I know. I got that. I got that part. Right? Yeah. But what, how do you stay happy? And a lot of times you don't go to bed angry. The, well, I'm actually really upset I'm, right I'm, now. I, I, if I sleep anger, any longer, I'm going to throw something. I'm furious. <laughs> but you know what ends up happening is, and this is the dark secret of a lot of our parents and grandparents, they were together. They didn't have happy, healthy marriage. Absolutely. They just weren't divorced. Right. And I think we thought, oh, because y'all didn't get divorced, y'all did something. But no, y'all had really unhealthy, even toxic marriages. Yes, that sir. was like, honestly, I'm, maybe a divorce might have been a healthier version for me because all y'all this was actually, you hate each other. This is a cold, cold house in the summer. Y'all don't talk. There's no love. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we, I think we were, we thought like they stayed together though, but yeah, that's not really an accurate representation of healthiness. Um, and again, obviously disclaimer, disclaimer, we're not advocating for cheating and all that stuff, but I guess there's more to it than the like cliches. Don't go to bed mad. Cause right. we started with that. Yeah. You know, we, we don't go to bed mad. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then I remember Melissa and I, we, we go to bed bad, mad sometimes now, you know, yeah. But so you just some because sometimes what I realize is Melissa told me this. She said, "Listen, you're gonna keep this is early, probably less than three years in, maybe less than a year in, probably." Uh, you keep talking about this. It's just gonna make me more and more mad if you just give me a night. You become flooded. Think, you yes, your body literally becomes uh gets flooded with emotion, with thoughts. Your adrenaline kicks in, and your fight or flight senses kick in, and. You either go and leave, which some people do literally. That's what happens Physically when some people break down and they leave like, or shut I'm, down I'm and so they leave. I'm so mad I need to go work or, out. And yes. if I got to do that, I'm going to use noon. Right. Listen, think about it. <laughs> Every time 
You think about getting healthy. Sometimes that's a sheer frustration. You're mad with your wife. Like I'm a fit and go get this workout in or I'm going to lose it. And there's a lot of contradictory information out there. Things are like the food pyramid. Come, you, the food pyramid was a lie. It was. You ain't got to have that many servings of bread. You ain't got to have it. Or that carbs are good, but or also carbs are bad. Good or bad. Or like, you know, there's a whole bunch of misinformation out there. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of beating yourself up. Yes. What should I do? I missed my workout. I'm a loser. Since I missed it, I might as well eat the sleeve of Oreos. That'll make me feel better. Listen, Noom ain't going to do you like that. Noom teaches you about eating your cravings and how to build new habits. Yes. So you can ditch your misconceptions and get smart about the food and choices you make. Listen, honestly, guys, I'm a kick. I'm a I'm a beat myself upper. I, I, I missed two workouts. And then I'm like, well, I missed the workout. Might as well have a milkshake. Well, I had a milkshake. Might as well have pizza before I go to bed. <laughs> well, since I then I messed up on Friday and Saturday, might as well throw Sunday in the mix. Next thing you know, it's 2003 through 2009. And I've been, <laughs> I've been doing that whole time. And Noom understands that. Listen, they say, hey, what are your specific goals? It might not always be I want to lose 40 pounds. It might just be something like, I want to have more energy. I want to enjoy exercise. I want to fit better in these clothes. I might just want to feel better about myself. I might want to feel more, you know, re-energized, things like that. Or I might just want to be in a crowd of beautiful people and feel like I belong. And Noom is here to help you through that. They're forgiving because you're human. If you go off track today, you'll be back on track tomorrow or Thursday or in two weeks or by the end of Black History Month. Either way, <laughs> Noom is going to be there and it doesn't demand much of your time. They only ask for 10 minutes a day. Over 80% of numers, that's what we're called, oh. finish the program, and over 60% have stuck with their goals for at least one year. Now, listen to this. There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. That's N-O-O-M. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash love hour. Love hour. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash love hour. Love hour. Ready to learn how to live healthier? Yes. Sign up for Noom today, N-O-O-M dot com slash love hour. And we also want to really quickly tell you about ShipStation. First of all, shout out to uh, the stage crew and anyone, everybody who follows me on social media. You guys have completely had me Listen. frantically selling out of the um, I'm Worth It sweatshirts and hoodies. I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm so grateful and appreciative of all you guys, but I was certainly frantic trying to ensure that everything was going through and it was manageable and we knew what we were doing, looking at our dashboard, ensuring that we can get all of those orders out in a timely manner. And thank God ShipStation was there to help us be more productive, yeah. more organized and get yeah. our um, our product out, the sweatshirts and hoodies. I think that was probably my number one selling yes. anything I've ever done and all of ever. So I really do appreciate you guys. And I appreciate ShipStation for being by my side. All right. ShipStation, ship more in less time. Use my offer code love, love to get a 60 day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to shipstation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page and type in love. Love. That's a code that comes and goes. That's shipstation.com. Enter offer code love. love. Make ship happen. And don't forget that they are compatible with USPS, UPS, FedEx. You can use them on your own website, Amazon, Etsy, Shopify. Shopify. That's what we, we use. use Shopify. Um, they're compatible with all of those things. So shout out to ShipStation. Uh, and now back to the show. Now back to the okay, show. Okay, so before we move on, can you give us, because um, I think this might be a really important lesson and I think it's something I caught, but I think maybe if people listening may not catch it. 
your biggest lessons in going through this whole, if you have like three, five, whatever of your biggest lessons going through this process from being in real time, your kind of reflective self, and then also doing the podcast, I'm sure looking back on it, you've probably had some different revelations as well. You want to start? No. He wants to start. Okay, so no pressure. Uh, I think the thing that I always say is to look inward. I think when we, when I started in real time, when you're in the midst of your relationship imploding and falling apart, you, I started with blaming myself. I'm an awful person. Then I went to do the, the process of blaming my ex for everything. Like he's this, he's that. I think you eventually get to a point, you give it time and you do the work and you get to a point where you look at all sides and your objective. And if you do the work on yourself, you figure out from childhood, from culture, from all sorts of things, what are your trigger points, what kind of PTSD you're living, um, what things happened in your childhood that you were looking to make up in your relationship. Mm, um, that's that you, a good one. Yeah, that you expected your spouse to be able to cover for you, but that's not his job um, or her job. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing for me, even in even throughout Jason and I's relationship, which has taken on seven different iterations. Mm. Um, and, and in the podcast process, it is really like, it all starts with you. That's like my biggest thing. Even how we respond to the folks that respond to the podcast in a less than favorable way. I can only control my actions. My, a lot of their stuff is their stuff. A sure. lot of things fitting at me like, well, you know what? I didn't cheat on you. So you mad, but this is not your situation and you don't have to listen. Like you can turn it off, right? <laughs> but you're hilarious. so angry about it and that's your stuff. And I can only mm -hmm. control my stuff. So I need to, my biggest lesson is really like start with me and look inward and I'm not, not accepting anybody's stuff on me. I got my own stuff to work on. Yeah. So that's, that's probably good. my biggest. That's good. I think, and uh, Kev, this is to the point we were discussing before, I think it taught me how that I needed to critically think about what we thought we knew, what, how we are socialized, how we are raised, and everything that I I thought I had all the tools. And this is not a this is not a condemnation on 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 Our any on, right nothing like that. It's just different information. And I I firmly I know that my matriarchs and patriarchs did the best they could with the information that they had. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't challenge these things that don't make sense or they're not yep. serving us. And yeah. I didn't do that. I thought I had everything I needed to know. I thought I knew, I thought I had all the tools and I was wrong. And that also led me to, to feel like I can always come back to this. Even when I decided I was going to cheat on my ex, all the, no, no matter what I just, no matter what I determined I was going to do in that situation, I always believed that I could come back. Like I always believed in, uh, I didn't believe in the failure of things, even though I wasn't doing the work or I wasn't doing the right work, or I thought I was, regardless of the situation, I, I, I didn't believe in the failure of it, the potential of the failure of it. And I was wrong in that. And as I, you know, as we grew past this and Andrea and I um, started building our own life together, that's its own incentive, you know, yeah. to make sure that, listen, I'm not doing, and we joke about cheating, but cheating yeah, is just the again. symptom, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheating is the symptom. The, yeah. the, 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 I, 
what we need to make sure that what I need to make sure that I'm doing correctly is paying attention to doing the work, paying, understanding where Andrea is going, understanding where I am going, understanding that I need to be transparent and, and forthright about things that make me happy, about things that don't make me happy. If I'm changing any of the, any of the goals or, the, or, or anything that we've talked about before, if, if I'm evolving in a way that she may not, that she didn't sign up for when we got together, I need to let her know that. And she, that's good. That's good. We can, can you can you expound on that a little bit more, Jason? What do you what do you mean by that? So, this is a good example. I am a lawyer by trade. I work in corporate America, and it's a solid, good paying lifestyle. But I don't want to do it anymore. And when Andrea and I got together, that's what I was doing. And so, we are endeavoring to do other things that are not as Hmm. Not as lucrative yet. <laughs> well, I would say not as traditionally stable yes. as yeah. where what I'm doing now. Being a corporate lawyer is is monotonous, but it is very stable. It is very yeah. cushy, and we have children to take care of. Yeah. And so, as I endeavor to change my lifestyle, that's something that Andrea needs to know about. You know, right. because right. if I look up one day and say, "Hey, guess what?" I'm going to podcast professionally now. So um, these hundreds of thousands of dollars that were coming into the house. No more. No more right now. Yeah. That's a conversation. Yeah. That's good. Um, if anything changes, if, if, if I gain 30 or 40 pounds, I need to know how she feels about that. If I lose 30 or 40 pounds, I need to make sure, I need to understand how she feels. I didn't communicate mine, Jason. I just kept on packing. That just came. I Listen, like, I didn't even realize it low key, and I said, man, that boy 260, when that happened? <laughs> but it's those type of things yeah. that, regardless of the conversation is difficult or not to have, we have yeah. to have, and no matter what, we're not promised anything, right? But no matter what, I don't want Andrea or anyone in my life in any relationship to be able to say, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that this was yeah. happening. Yeah. That, that, so if we fail and we're not failing, but if we fail, then we failed in an honest, transparent way. You know what, Jason, you just actually put something into like more clear focus that happened with me and Melissa. Uh, when I wanted to, basically, I, I I wasn't lucrative, but I was working in corporate America. Hello, with the and, not lucrative uh, part. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't no hundred thousand. Would make it a lot harder. But when I got fired, now mind you, I didn't get fired on purpose. Melissa knows this. But when I got fired, that was the first time I told Melissa while I was when we my pastor's office. Remember this? Uh, I was like, hey, honestly, I don't want to do that type of work anyway. So. I feel like here's an opportunity for me to do what I really love. And that was the first time I heard it thinking this dude is going to get another job. Literally, right? Never in my life of our entire marriage, we probably married about six, uh, probably almost 10 years by then. We got married in 2004. That was 2000. Oh, no, about five, six yeah, years. Yeah, that's I, I was going to say because Joe was like a baby. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's the first time I ever communicated this to her at all, right? Now, watch this. Okay. I was mad at her for not wanting to support me in my dream that I communicated to her three minutes ago. <laughs> and I'm literally harboring resentment because in my mind, I'm always thinking about my dream. I'm literally always at sure. work thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Like you didn't get it from all the plays and the shows and stuff. Never once said it out of my mouth. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I'm gonna make it one day. I'm gonna quit my job. I never told Melissa this. This is just my internal thing. But now the first time I tell her that and she's not on board, 
right? And now I know this, but didn't know this then, take into account her fin- her money story where her dad mm-hmm. was in the military, one of the most stable jobs a black man could have in America at the time. Um, and I'm basically doing the same thing. Everything I had shown her up until that point is I'm gonna, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna have me a good job. I never got fired before, never missed work, never was late. Now all of a sudden I throw her for a loop and I'm mad at her. Yeah, somebody make it make sense. Uh, let I'm me be, mad at her. Let me be mad at you for being mad at me and you was wrong for being mad at me. <laughs> now I'm mad today. <laughs> but here's what's crazy. I could walk into another woman's arms who's like, you should take chase your dreams. And I'm like, now somebody gets me. Right. Girl, I, but you've been talking to this person about it. You haven't shared that with your wife. Right. That's an unfair thing. And now I'm really feeling like I'm in the right when I'm completely in the wrong. I'm right. going to tell you a, a, right. a common side piece trap. You think that he has been telling his wife all of these things and she's just awful and not supportive and blah, blah, blah. And he ain't said boo-boo the fool to this woman. And you are hearing one side of the story. And he's been telling you all of this because he doesn't have to feel embarrassed. He didn't make a commitment to you. He has no expectations with you, of you, from you. And so it's very easy to be your authentic self to someone who you're not committed to around kids, around money, mm-hmm. around all of these things. And so then of course you think you're saving someone and you ain't saving nobody. I feel attacked. There may have been a string that hit you, but let me tell you something. During the podcast, Anne has these, I think that's what you call them, like side chick traps or side side piece sidebars and they're literally these ideas because what happened obviously they're together all of these years later yeah. and she goes from being you know the the side piece so to speak and then they develop a into a committed relationship yeah. and those dynamics change yep. And then you realize what happened then isn't like the reality of what's happening now. And you kind of have to like navigate. Now you over here sounding like my wife. Right. If I go to Disney, I would just stay with her. It's no longer just the fun and games. You got to go to work in the morning. (laughs) We got kids to feed. We got dinner to cook. It's not just like, oh, I'm excited to see you. All right, let's get it popping. All right, bye. Have a good day. Like that's exciting. That's an adrenaline. That's a rush. That's fun. The mundane part of life is whack and boring. Listen. Remember one of our friends had, uh, had like an illicit relationship and we was all, you can't do that. And they sneaking and stuff. And then we always like, man, whatever, do what you want. And nobody cared. And yeah. they were just like, well, now this isn't fun. Now. <laughs> <laughs> they broke up. Like Too bad y'all supposed to be telling us we wrong. Like that was the fun and juice. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ann. Oh, no, no. I was, I was laughing at what you were saying. Oh, and I just think you, you make such a great point. Like we romanticize and fantasize Good word. what, happens with our work husband or work wife but they don't have the full picture and given the full picture they'd be like well doggone you are crazy and that's why your wife probably tripping you was tripping <laughs> i think one of the best things that has happened has happened to jason and i was the first few years of ptsd in our relationship when we committed to each other mm-hmm. um it was hard it was it was those were some make it or break it moments but what it did was allow us to work through what was our own stuff yeah um good stuff i was like he would say something to me and i would go off the deep end of well you don't trust me or you're not hearing me and he's like okay so i didn't say any of that i'm not sure what you're talking about but i was bringing every past relationship and every past thing and every time i had been gaslighted by someone or anything like that Mm -hmm. and i was saying it all at his feet yes and he was doing the exact same to me if i would say you know, 
no, you know, this didn't bother me or no, like this didn't happen like that. Yes, and he's it did. Like, yes, You're just it did. a liar. You're like, just a liar. And everybody I'm like, else. wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> and so we- Not yes, it did. You're just a liar. <laughs> liar. Because you don't want to be honest with me because you're afraid of what I'll think of you. And I'm like, no, I don't actually care yeah. what you like. This is who I am. But the working out of this happened to me and not just with our exes. In sure. Absolutely. In childhood, our approaches to money and abundance are different because we grew up differently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Our approaches to like our childhood and how we raise our kids because, you know, I came from a, a solidly middle-class background until the recession in the 90s hit. But you know, for most yeah, of my life- me, we was cool. Right, like for most of life, we was cool. And so- and you know, I did not. And, and Jason didn't. So there are times when he wants to do for his kids in a way that he didn't have. And I'm like, bro, they good with them 10,000 gifts you got. You don't need 10,001. We good here, right? And he's like, no. Oh, they and we're the same. Here. Jason, me, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, me, Jason. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like doing that, that kind of like, no, this is my own issue. This is my thing. And I'm, I'm literally blurting that all over you right now. And I apologize because this is not you. This is me. Like doing that, like this is a me issue has been fantastic because it, it lessens the resentment, not in the moment, in the moment you're still mad, but later on. Yeah. <laughs> you're less mad. You know what? Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say in the moment we're mad, but then we sit down and think about it. It also, it also allows me not to feel attacked when yeah. you come, Andrea does this wonderful, she has this wonderful strategy that disarms me. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, I saw it click in your mind. Then you be strategizing on across me. my head like it's, <laughs> But Andrea uses the words I and me. And she's yes. not, she is she is owning her reactions to what I am putting out. And that's really important because so I can just focus on what it is that she is talking about that I'm doing that's causing a reaction, but she's also factoring everything else about her that's contributing to that reaction. And not just you're making me feel like this. Right, so good. This, so I'm in this position. And that makes it a lot easier to just work through. Yep. I, I think that some of the um, insights that you have taken over life experiences into this relationship is what sounds to be, I mean, I don't know y'all, sounds to be a really solid foundation because you've learned so much and there's a certain honesty and transparency that you have with one another when like, listen, I was with you when you was doing dirt. You was with me when I was doing dirt. So let's just sit down. Let's not stand on ceremony, Mr. Let's Wade. not stand on ceremony, Mr. Wade. <laughs> let's lay it all out. Yeah. And I think um, I want to ask a few questions that I know we're going to have uh, really quickly. But I know before we get there, one of the biggest questions that you guys get and that I got was like, you know, the saying how you get them is how you going to lose them. So I think, I feel like I'm answering that question, but I would love to hear your answer as to number one, what do you guys think about that? And number two, what those conversations look like so you don't fall into the trap that you did with your your ex, if that makes sense. But before we go there, we have to take, God bless you. That's okay. Uh, We have to take one last break and please uh, Patreon, get your questions ready. And we will start answering those questions after they answer this one. But Valentine's Day is around the corner. And because of that, 
Um, you're looking for gifts to give your significant other. And so what I did was had something customized made for Kevin and it is really sweet. You did? I did. So the uh, song is about us and our relationship. It's really, really sweet. For me, Kevin? Yes. And I told them a few stories about us and they made the song. I told them we needed it to be in the 90s R&B vein. Yes, because we like that. Sorry, Jason and Ann, y'all just going to have to join us for this ride. Um, So are you ready to listen? Okay. Here are the words as well, because I think the words are important. I love words. Speaking of words, really quickly, um, and I am going to get into this ad. uh, Ann and Jason's podcast have, I think, the best soundtrack of any podcast in all of America. Uh, their New York comes out, their love for music comes out, the hip hop vibes come out. It's quite literally an experience. I'm going to really encourage our audience to go back and listen to this podcast. If you have not, I'm purposely leaving out a lot of the story. So you're not getting spoilers and I don't want them to rehash their podcast on here. I want you to go and listen to their podcast. Okay. Really quickly. You ready? Ready. Stop, don't sing. From rags to riches to crossing bridges. Have you got my undivided attention? Can't in a song by forgetting a mention. Yeah, you're a plus, but you suck at addition. Right from the start, I believed in your vision. Eyes on a prize and your mind on a mission. Body and soul from my head to my toes, keep on holding you close, never. Years 
Guys, first of all, this is the best gift ever, and it was so amazing to be able to open it myself and not hide it and find it in the package. Listen, you guys, first of all, (laughs) so sweet. It was so sweet. I'm like literally in tears. Oh my gosh, that was the best gift ever. It is the best. I really am like, why do you keep doing better than me? Uh, A rump. <laughs> she don't. I go with the ears. She don't go with the heartfelt. Yeah, you can't ever beat heartfelt. Oh my gosh, I'm so emotional. Sorry, Anne and Jason. I know that you guys are oh, like no, this. That is was, weird. That was dope. Yeah. Okay, thank you for just indulging wow. us. Wow, this was really really sweet. First of all, I want if you have um go back if you have a uh, if you're stuck on what to get your significant other for Valentine's Day, Dang. I'm going to highly recommend doing this it is so sweet you literally give them all the facts the information about your story super super easy process you don't have to give them a heck of a lot of information but just enough i gave them you know our roofs Chris story i you know these sucks at edition you guys couldn't really hear the um uh all of the lyrics but i told them about our roofs chris honeymoon story i told them about um you know because we wanted to make be heartfelt but obviously kevin's a comedian so when we were younger we went to target and there was a it was during the holidays and there was a um coke display that looked like a christmas tree we had the buggy (laughs) the like cart and kev knocked over the entire and display you, it was falling in slow motion. I mean, so it was- <laughs> it's so hysterical. So they included that in this song. I promise you, this was the best. It's absolutely worth it. Like, I just love this. If you're interested in doing this, you can also pick your artist. Our artist, her name is Jenny Fair, J-E-N-N-I-F-A-I-R. Freaking fantastic. Okay. More like Jenny Fair and, and fantastic. This was freaking fantastic. I really wanted you guys to have the opportunity to, to listen to this live. And I'm going to give you guys the offer because I really, really, truly want you guys to do this. This was freaking amazing. Sonfitch, thank you so much. Wow. This was amazing. Seriously. Thank you guys. Okay. So I'm going to read it really quickly. Sonfitch will create a personalized radio quality full song of details about your life, your love story, your whatever. Songs are created and delivered within seven days. That gives you plenty of time to meet that Valentine's Day deadline. Simply share a few details about your life, your relationships, special memories. Those were the things I told you guys, the Ruth's Chris, the math thing, the um, Target thing. They even talked about Burger King. Um, I told them how Burger literally, Italy. yeah, from Burger King to Italy is quite literally our love story. Yes, that is a bar. Um, our professional artists will... Um, have been seen on hit shows like Songland and The Voice. Songs are $249, but this week, and actually I got an email today that they're gonna do this for at least a full year. This offer is good for a full year. $50 off, bringing them to $199 with code LOVE20. Love and you save an additional $20. Mm-hmm. That's a total of $70 off for the perfect gift for just $179 for a gift they will treasure forever. And you saw the reaction 
action and just the emotion that was was involved completely and this is actually priceless it is a priceless memory but also it'll cost you though $179. Visit Sung Finch. That's F I N C H dot com. Use code LOVE20 Love and you 20. will get an additional $20 off. Sung Finch is offering $20 off all personalized songs at songfinch.com with code LOVE20. Love. Visit Sung Finch, S O N G F I N C H dot com. Use code LOVE20. Love. All right. We are back. Really quickly, because I know people are asking in um, the Patreon audience, and I want to make sure that um, our listening audience is aware that's Love 20, the number two, the number zero. Songfitch.com, use code Love, the number two, the number zero. All right. So we're going to get to questions. First of all, Anna Jason, thank you guys so much. This has been um, really a fun episode and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And I know our audience will. And like I said, we are purposely not just rehashing their story because I want you guys to flood their um, podcast so you guys can listen and kind of binge it and you'll have a lot more context to what we're talking about. So the number one question, Chad, that folks say, it's not even a question. It's just what they say. And then there's like, so what you got to say about that? How you got them is how you you gonna lose them i know you guys have seen this because even when i said that i listened to it that was probably the number one comment that i got so what is your response to that comment me you i'll yeah i'll just start this okay um i don't subscribe to that as an idea not because there's not merit in it but because in my experience so using my ex and I, as an example, I was faithful. I, I can't speak for her. I was faithful up until Andrew and I got together. I was years. faithful until I cheated. Okay? You understand <laughs> right. me? <laughs> right. That happened. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, <laughs> thank you, Kev. What I'm saying is <laughs> the, the cheating part was not why my marriage failed. That's not mm. why we lost each other. That's we so good. material issues that the cheating was a symptom of. And could we have come back from those issues? I don't think so. Um, I don't, that's a different podcast episode, yeah. I think. but I, I don't concern myself with Andrea cheating on me any more or less than I would otherwise, because that's how we met. I, I don't concern myself with her stealing money from my bank accounts. I don't concern, right. concern myself with Andrea you know, knocking our kids upside the head when, you know, I, I don't because I trust who I know Andrea to be and I trust who I know myself to be with her. And it's, it does, that doesn't mean it can't happen, sure. but it also doesn't mean that because we met that way that I'm going to hold that against us. I don't, I'm not going to hold anything against us. I'm going to treat us in the way that we've earned. We've earned respect, we've earned trust, we've earned, we've earned transparency because that's who we've been to each other. And I'm not going to discount that for fear of anything else. Um, yeah. I think for me, I love that saying. <laughs> I, I love it and I agree with that saying um, because uh, like Jason said, um, I do believe how you get them, how you get them is how you lose them. And 
when you get someone not being your true self and sending your representative and not knowing yourself mm. and not come on and flip it on his head and come on clever. flip it you're gonna lose really him now. the reality is you're gonna lose him because he's gonna meet somebody he's never met he's gonna be like sure. this is not who you were um you needed to do this work before uh i absolutely my ex and i absolutely failed because I didn't know who I was and I couldn't have spoken up about who I was because I didn't know I could speak up when mm, I was. That's good. You know, that's just not how, again, we were talking about what our generations modeled for us. And, you know, you model sweeping under the rug. You model, you know, I do this and I do that. That's a man's thing to do. That's a woman's thing to do. And there are some things that, yeah, but it's a human thing to do. I don't feel like doing this with you, regardless of your gender, because this is for me and that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know how to, we don't model intimacy a lot in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that are just missing. And if we started our relationship like that, yeah, I'm gonna lose you just like that because it's just not sustainable. Um, and so I, I love that saying, I think it's absolutely true, but I think it needs to go way below the surface sure. of that thing, which is cheating or that thing, which is, you know, I, I got him for money. I'm losing him for if there's something else you're trying to fill a void and the void is how you got him. And the void is how you are going to lose that person. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Ann, what she just did. <laughs> he took that saying that y'all had like this and said, Voop! <laughs> and also what she, what I hope you did with that, what she just said as an answer is you did some self-reflection because what she actually said is this ain't got nothing to really do with cheating. This has to do with your communication style. This has to do with if you feel like you have a voice, if you feel like there's trust in your relationship where you can be your true, authentic, vulnerable, transparent self in your relationship. And the fact of the matter is, if you cannot and someone else comes and fills that void, that is how you will lose your spouse. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Marry a little lamb. Them void fillers is a problem. That 20. That book 20. That's, that's real. That's so good. So then my other question is how, what are the learning lessons that you took from your previous relationship that you were taking in this, that you would offer to someone else who may find themselves on, because one thing that I found really intriguing is that um, I think it was Jason. I don't remember if Anne had this moment, but I think Jason like specifically has a moment where he was like, I'm deciding I'm going to cheat on my wife. Nope. This is a decision. All right. Is that settled? Okay. Let's move forward. So if you find, if there's someone out there that's kind of maybe on that brink of like making that kind of finality in their mind, what is the advice you would give them that you've learned from that relationship, your previous relationship and the relationship that you have now? Does that question make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a new one. That's good. Um, I would ask, I would, direct that person to figure out why he or she is looking to cheat because I didn't know that. I thought that to, in order to, it uh, goes back to the, the models of relationships that I, and how relationships were, as I understood them, you stayed together and you figured out how to stay together. And so I had determined <clears throat> in order for me to be able to stay with my ex, I needed to fill in certain gaps and cheating was a way I did that. And what I didn't do well, that's was good. look at why has this marriage that I committed to in a certain way, why have I 
why have I chosen to be a different version of myself in this marriage? What caused that? I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know to do that. I just figured, ah, this will allow me to stay, be able to stay in my marriage and still be happy, which was flawed and broken, but it is what I, what made sense to me at the time. And I think I would tell that person, why are you here? And if you're here, because listen, I, and if we're just speaking about cheating, I see cheating as, as a spectrum. Look, you have people that are just cheaters and they're going to cheat. Mm. Okay. And then you have people that are never going to cheat, no matter what their situation is. And then you have everywhere in between, everywhere, everywhere in between. And if you're not somebody that is looking to do that and you've determined that that's who you are going to be, then why? Because if you think that that's going to make your situation better, it ain't. And not in my experience. I have, I've never seen somebody who cheated their way to happy to a happy relationship. Mm. That's good. Except you and I. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what happened. But yeah, no, no, no. but um, and it's funny because Jason and always say we are the tenth most scandalous story like this that we know. We're just the only ones willing to tell the uh, actual story. Uh, uh-huh. um, this is how common this this situation is, and we're not the only couple that we know that actually stayed together over a long period of time mm-hmm. and are still together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's real practical. Do you have the stamina to do mm. this two relationship thing? Because most of us do not. You are going to screw this up and in some way, shape, or somebody is going to get dissatisfied and it likely will be you. <laughs> so yes. it's kind of like, yes, everything that Jason said, if you can at least ask yourself why I am here. Um, if I commit, if you were a person who committed to being in your marriage without cheating, what would bring me to a point where I am now, even if it's just a work husband, because those, you know, are work wife, those can be dangerous. Like, what am I not getting? It's, it's one thing if it's just like, oh, this is somebody I go to lunch with, blah, blah, blah. Work. But once you start telling them things or sharing things that you're not sharing and you, won't, and you won't go home and tell your spouse Emotional about what you're in, that, that whole, once you start keeping a secret from, from your other, that's problematic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, how did you get here? But it's also... If you've made this decision, <clears throat> think about all the things like we, who would have told me that I would have to tell my kid at some point, mm. not only that her father and I were getting divorced, but eventually that I'm making this podcast. Right. Like, do you want them, those kind of conversations? You don't want that smoke. Nobody wants that smoke. This was not easy. Yeah. So it is like, like you said, it's, it's a, I guess it's a cautionary tale because, and because it, this wasn't an easy process. Yeah. That was actually one of the questions, um, speaking on your kids, yeah. what was that like having to tell them? Did they have like grief or like what What was your, I don't know, process, but like, can you walk us through how you, how you broke that to them? So when this happened, um, Meaning, meaning the I'm thinking the relationship with being yeah. the, um, the relationship. Mm-hmm. So when my my daughter was much younger because this yeah. happened uh, ten years ago, and Jason's kids were toddlers. So when we talked to her about it, um, and I'm trying not to give too much of the podcast away about the other side of my my ex's things. Yeah. But when we talked to her about it, we did not talk to her about why. Our most important thing was this is not about you. Yeah. Got it. Um, we love you. We yeah. are just better off as friends. We are making each other crazy. And so it would be best <laughs> if we could just be in a different house 
and figure ourselves out so that we can be happy and then you can be happy. But we have agreed to parent you together, you know, that we're gonna talk through this and, and, and we really have. And so for us, it was really important that she feel like you're still the most important thing, which is why we didn't introduce anybody to her right away. We had a set time that we were like, she ain't gonna meet nobody early. Um, that we're gonna talk and, and anybody that even feels funny around her is a rat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. that's kind of, I mean, it, it was a hard process, but I think it was a hard process. It's a hard process for anybody that's going through divorce, regardless mm -hmm. of why. Sure, sure. We also did go to a counselor on how to, we talked to someone about how to tell her. Yeah. We got books about like, you know, you have two houses, all sorts of things. So we really focused on how to tell her that. now how to introduce her to, to Jason and I was a, was a whole different yeah. story. And she didn't know the circumstances around how we got together until we decided to do the podcast. And then I had to have a conversation with sure. her. Got about it. It. Um, and I did tell my ex that I was going to talk to her or that I had talked to her about it, but she also at the time was 16. And you also have to know your kid. So my yeah. child is a child that we can have this conversation. She can ask me critical questions. She can ask me honest questions. I'm going to give her honest answers. And 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 we're not the kind of like, you're my friend, you're my homegirl. We're not that. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you are a full person worthy of respect and an honor and an honest answer. So I'm going to have this conversation. Got it. Love that. It was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. Yeah. Um, my girls were young. I tried to make sure twins. that they, mm -hmm, I had to make sure that they were they felt loved and safe. I I came to, I came to that decision. What made it doable, even doable, like fifty one forty nine doable. The only thing that made it doable is that in my heart, and I'm happy to say I turned out to be correct. In my heart, I believe that it was the best thing for them. Yeah, and that is what was the most that's the only thing actually yeah. if, if i had determined that staying in my first marriage was the best thing for my girls and that's what it would have been yep and he was very clear about that. it was and andrew and i had that conversation um to say that i also needed to make sure that i wasn't leaving my ex for andrea mm -hmm. to say that Andrea and oh, I. That's such a great distinction, Jason. Yeah, that's a good distinction. And he told me that. He was like, <laughs> I agreed with him. Like, you Man, can't. Can you, yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. I, I don't a little bit more on that, Jason, because I almost thought that, that was a given. Not. No. No, it, it actually is. So it's, there's, there's two ideas there for me. To say that Andrea and I was not a factor in my overall life at the time, that's not realistic. Sure. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But what, how it factored was showing me what the, what the, the relationship that I wanted to be with, with, and the person that I had become looked like, whether or not it was with Andrea or with someone person. else, another woman, I was willing to risk losing Andrea because I had to take the time to make sure that I was making the right decision. And Andrea's marriage had dissolved before mine. And so there was space there. And Andrea could have decided that she did not want to wait for me to make that decision. And I could have easily made the decision not to leave my marriage. And yeah. so she had to make certain decisions for herself. Got it. So for me, I 
did a bunch of diligence, probably over diligence. I did a whole emotional audit and I determined that staying with my ex, and I'm a little emotional about it, staying with my ex would have been a bad thing for my kids' development. They would have been in a love, seeing a loveless marriage. Yeah. One where there is resent and and dishonesty and no 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 love no intimacy and that made it easy even though it was hard that made it easy and so back to Andrea and I it was I am doing this because I know that this is the right thing to do yeah. and stay or not right and I hope that you're a part of this and again, when Andrea spoke earlier about that gray area, when we we did when we were single, you know, th that was tricky because yeah. it was it was that thing for me. It was, hey, I'm not. I have to make. I have to make. I ha I'm not doing. I didn't break up with my ex to to be with you. I broke up with my ex because that's the best thing for for my family. Yeah, and so. I hope that you, I believe you, Andrew and I, I believe that Andrew and I was a part of that best thing, but it, if it wasn't, I still would have made the same decision. There is such, that, yeah. And they gave y'all a little bit of what's going on in this podcast just now. Um, but there is a lot of clarity in your decision-making that I'm not quite sure is always there with people in these circumstances. And I think um, more than anything, as I was listening to the podcast, that's what it came across to me. It wasn't a celebration of infidelity. It wasn't, it was an honest story of your story. And it came with a lot of self-reflection. It came with a lot of um, knowledge and tidbits, some of them kind of under the surface, but I'm always kind of like digging deep under the surface. And then some of them are just like outright, like, I regret this. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have done this better. This part was hard and it sucked. That type of honesty is just a rehashing of your story. Yeah. And it, I think it's the thing that I appreciated the most in listening to the podcast. I know we're probably, listen, the hour is far spent. <laughs> uh, I maybe want to ask one more question and then we can cut it out. Okay. Uh, this question is, did you feel, I felt like this was a good one. Did you feel the need to apologize to your exes? Well, to your individual exes and then to each other's exes. I'll, I'll start that one. <laughs> so, um, Go right ahead. <laughs> so um, my ex and I have never apologized to each other. We have had, we had early on, um, not in any recent years, but early on, we had some very real conversations about um, what had happened. And the reason that those came about is because you know, he is now happily married uh, with more children. And so when milestones would happen in his new relationship, we would end up having conversations, whether it was he was having a kid, he was getting engaged hmm. and who I am is who I am. So I'm gonna poke a little fun at you yeah. and then we're gonna get in a real conversation. Like, 
you, you met a parent's brush. You like, they like you. They know who you are. Like we can have another conversation. <laughs> so they know who you are, bro. They know, they know who you are, right? So and then because you know that'll happen, then he'll he would ask like, so what about you? What's going on? You know, what have you? Um, so we've never apologized. We had some very real conversations. I think there's still tons of misunderstanding, um, but it is what it is. It's not it, at this point. What are we talking about? Like we have sure. nothing to work out in those relationships. Cool. Um, so we've never apologized. I think in raising, continuing to raise our child together, there has come some other understanding as well about who we are as people and about things that we're willing to accept from each other and not willing to accept because you argue when you're together about raising kids. So it makes it even worse when you sure. raise a kid and you ain't got to be waking up with somebody. Yeah. So there are things in our relationship where we have decided like, yes, I'll engage in that. No, I won't engage in that. But um, I think the one thing that we have always done and you know, it hasn't always been after the best of circumstances or whatever is that we agree that we got a really great kid that whatever we did, wow, our kid is dope <laughs> and like we'll we'll like reflect like wow we did a good job like i don't know if i like the way you did that job all the time yeah. but the collective we did a yeah. good job <laughs> so um so we never so no we've never apologized to each other and I, I don't even think that's necessary at this point in terms of me to his ex we had a conversation before i was going to meet his girls and um I did, you know, I did offer my apologies and for whatever it was worth, I was like, you know, while I don't think I was the cause of y'all breaking up, I know I played a big role in that. Mm -hmm. um, and just as woman to woman, sorry. Um, and that was like during that conversation because and, and the reality Barbara, is- Barbara, this is Shirley. I ain't the whole thing, but I'm- a piece I ain't the whole thing, but I know I was there. Like, That's I know my I bad. There. That's me right there. Now, I'm gonna own that. And, and I was, and I came out, I was prepared for her to like, you know, she could have punched me in my face. I was, I was dressed like someone, <laughs> I was dressed like this could be, this could be a thing because I don't know, I don't know how that was. <laughs> this, this could go left real quick. It could be the furniture movement. You understand you know me? I bought it and I bought that. So <laughs> when I came to the conversation, I came like, all right, God, we too old to be fighting, but I don't know if she know that. I know that, but I don't know if she know that. So let's- You know, if we fight today, we gonna feel it for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't young. We gonna be uh, sore. Uh, I got work. I'm smoking an Epsom salt to this happen, but I'm gonna be ready. And <laughs> and Thanksgiving is in three weeks. Right. And oh, we, come on, man. And we shared children. So it's like, it's not like I'm not gonna see you again. We're like, gonna I'm gonna see you again. again. Yeah. Like, we gonna That's fight true. You. Gonna and like, when you start to fight, you get whooped. Now you over here looking silly. Right. So, so yeah, so I, so, you know, I said, I, I, I'm not gonna say like, you know, I sat and I was like, girl, I am sorry, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, we didn't have those conversations, but the reality is, you know, I'm here, I, I love her children. Um, I know that she is in Jason's life for the rest of his life. I'm yeah. respectful of that. Um, you know, I know where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to talk about when it comes to their kids and what I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I'll stay right all over here. <laughs> that's good. And yeah, that's so good. My my whole thing is, you know, I will. I am just not going to. I'm not going to insert myself where I don't belong. And I right. hope she. That's literally all it is. That's good. Those were great answers. Did you did you apologize? <laughs> I no no I didn't, and I didn't feel like I needed to because I felt so justified and validated in my position. But as I look back. 
of course I needed to apologize. Mm -hmm. I needed to apologize for not knowing how to handle our split because we were fatally flawed, as I said, not knowing how to handle our split in a healthy and honest way. And I'm a, I try to be a healthy and honest person. And I didn't do things right. I did okay. plenty of things wrong, um, but because I felt so justified in doing so, I didn't care. Yeah. Um, and not that I care. I never set out to hurt her or anybody. Um, I don't. I don't live that way. But that doesn't mean that my actions don't. Sure. Have yeah. Effect. Sure. Yeah. That's sure. a good distinction. And so, and and I and so if 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 I've never apologized before, on this platform, I'm going to apologize for not knowing what I didn't know as far as how to handle it. As far as Andrea's ex, I apologize for any role I had in causing him or anybody pain or harm. Yeah. It wasn't my intention. Um, I don't know how he feels about that. We don't have those conversations, but in a really good way, me and bro have had other conversations and yeah, we're they, good. They cool. like, we're yeah. good. And I think it's because we share one very important thing, which is the best interest of Andrea's daughter. Like that yeah. is what we share. Um, and I think as a parent, as a father, that's all I require, you know, from if, you know, my ex is with somebody, um, he's a real cool dude. We get along, we joke. Um, he's a Jets fan. So that's easy to clown on him. About <laughs> Man. Um, yeah. Throw that in there. But we, um, we share the most important thing was that as long as you understand that the best interest of my children is what comes first, then we're not going to have any problems. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else to talk about yeah. as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And so, yeah. 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 All right. I got one more question. I got to ask go it. To okay. I got to ask this question. Thank y'all so much. I love y'all. This was great. I got, I got another interview. I mean, it's just time, ever since with Will. Uh, but thank you very enlightening. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I got to ask this question because it's a great question. It comes up all the time. And then this will really be the last question. Uh, I was about to say you blocking my good light is, uh, you guys have now been together probably 13, 12 to 15 years now. Uh, 10, 11, 11, 11. 11. Okay. I added some years. Got it. Um, so with that said, you guys are not married. We are engaged. You are engaged. Boom. Engaged. Yes. People wanted yeah. to know your views on marriage. Oh, we know we're engaged. COVID. COVID like put um, a stop on that wedding kind of. Right. Y'all wasn't even married. Y'all ain't married. <laughs> this whole time y'all just married. been in together. We just, we just shacking, shacking up. up. Shacking up. After all that. <laughs> Keeping it fresh. Y'all just shacking up. We still scandalous, yep. Oh, <laughs> y'all just don't want to do right. Y'all are not doing no right. Don't, don't. Uh, okay, well, I think that answered that question. Congratulations. I didn't realize you guys were engaged, actually. Um, that's it. Listen, thank you guys so much. One last time. I truly appreciate just your honesty, your vulnerability, your transparency, and the insight. I think that this is such a taboo topic. It's something that people can be very easily shamed about and ashamed about. And the fact that you guys are just like, this is who I am and this is what's going on. I appreciate it on, um, again, I think you said it earlier. It, it, 
it, it starts a little scandalous and then you realize y'all got some things to say like y'all got some for real for real things to say and some insights that i think are valuable for people in any relationship but specifically and particularly if you're in a marriage there um you almost highlight blind spots and that's a great opportunity to do like a relationship check-in as i call them with your partner to like how are you doing what's going on how are you feeling about this let me make sure i'm being my authentic self with you and i think that's really important so can you share with people if they're interested in finding you guys on socials? I had a heck of a hard time following y'all, finding y'all on social. I ain't gonna lie to you. I have folks looking for y'all. Uh, that. No, so, that's okay. Listen, you ain't got to be public if you don't want to, but if you would like folks to follow you, you can provide your socials. Thank you so much. So we, so you can follow the podcast on It's the Cheat Code on Apple and Spotify. Um, our Instagram handle is the Cheat Code Pod. Um, we are part of our producers, the production that you um, you commented on, and the music yeah. and all, is our brilliant producers at Domino Sound. Uh, that's the Instagram handle. We're also on Facebook at The Cheat Code. And my personal handle is Jason Vives, jason.vives on IG, um, on Instagram. And I have to shout out my tribe, my brothers at the Brooklyn Combine. Um, also on Instagram and uh, website is B-K-L-Y-N-C-O-M-B-I-N-E. We're a community organization that uh, do what we need to do to uplift our people. Yep. So Love it. All, all those places. Thank you. All right. Listen, Ann was like, and I'm where he at. Okay. Uh, I'm not oh, mad. No, mine is not, I have to, I need to, my handle was too hard for people to understand. So I'm going to change it and then I'll put it out there. Got it. Okay. Well, you can shoot me that if you do it like within the next day or so, cause this will go up on Thursday. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you who are listening and you're like, ciao, where can I find this? It is the cheat code podcast. Uh, right. Yes. Yes. Uh, but there's several, so it's the one that looks like the matrix. Yes. Right. It, ha it has the like matrix. You, when you right. see, you're like, oh, that's what she meant. I got it. So if you look for the one that looks like the matrix, that is this podcast. It's only 10 episodes. They go really, really quickly. Um, and you will be able to get the full story. And I assure you, you won't be disappointed. So get it together and go listen. All right. All right. Playlist on Apple. So yes. Chico, Apple and Spotify, you can get all the songs from the soundtrack. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know that. Cool beans. Yep. Thank you guys Thank so, you so much. much. Thank, you so Thank much. you for the opportunity. We really appreciate great. you all. Great Thank you. Of course. All right, you guys have a great day. Until the next episode, bye. <laughs>